Welcome to Grown Ups Are Lucky, a fun-loving travel bag of pros, allowing you to escape for a reasonable amount of time with no risk of learning anything new about yourself or the world that surrounds you. Today's episode is titled Laugh. Margot was up in arms about the itching powder. She told me to grow up. I just want to make people laugh, to provide levity. It doesn't make people laugh, she said. It makes them itch. My childhood was not a laboratory for humor development. My mother was a cancer researcher. My father was a locksmith for the local prison. Their jokes were all cellular. I wasn't allowed to watch comedy as a child. What were they afraid of, that I would intern at a novelty shop? Which is where I met Marco, who worked for the bank that foreclosed on the shop. It was one of those shops that spelled shop with two P's and an E on the end. Margot said she was attracted to me because she was tired of microwaving food all by herself. She didn't laugh at the whoopee cushions in the bedroom. She didn't laugh when I signed our marriage certificate in invisible ink. She didn't laugh when I used a buzzer to surprise her boss when we shook hands at the company Christmas party. She didn't laugh when I made a fake booger yo-yo in and out of my nostril while ordering a Bloody Mary on her honeymoon flight to Tampa. The only time she laughed is when she told me mother had died. She didn't know why. Stress, she speculated, doing the thing you shouldn't because you shouldn't. Like when you sob uncontrollably while you tell someone you've never felt better. Thanks for listening. Do you own a wand? Have you ever sawed a woman in half, or merely considered how you might go about sawing through a person without necessarily killing them? Have you ever asked a person to think of a number, and then squeezed your eyes real tight, and tried to think of that number? Do you own a hat with a secret compartment? Have you ever turned a bouquet of flowers into a bunch of pigeons, who wonder why the fuck they are inside of a high school gymnasium during a poorly attended talent show? Have you ever lied to somebody about being able to talk to their dead child? Have you ever pulled objects out of another human's ear canal? Have you ever performed for children who don't appreciate how hard it is to feed a family of five on a magician's salary while all their parents get drunk and flirt with each other and then make obvious jokes about the phallic balloon animals you made for their ungrateful spawn? Have you ever wanted to believe in the magician, in the possibility that objects can transmogrify because you are tired of the rigid order of the natural world? Me neither. Changing the subject, did anybody watch the State of the Union rebuttal from the Republican Party last week? I know, that was a week ago, which is like asking somebody to remember their blood type, or a password for a car rental website, or what they watch for television during the ninth week of the pandemic. And then also, you were probably listening to this years later, while you recover from cataract surgery and are forced to listen to this podcast because you need something to occupy your mind. If you did watch, and haven't since tried to destroy via alcohol the brain cells where the memory was recorded, the only thing you noticed was Sarah Huckabee Sanders' strange mouth, located on her head, but not always in concert with the rest of her features. Her face is like a can of soup on a plate. We know you saw it, even if you haven't seen it. Because the same mouth was on the same head when she was the press secretary for Donald Trump, who was a president briefly, occupying the office like a manatee in golfing clothes, living inside of a subcompact rental car, blaming immigrants for the small trunk which could barely fit the many portraits he commissioned using misappropriated funds, all of himself on horses which were in turn standing proudly within a wrestling ring. 
We were so mesmerized and horrified by the odd way the new governor of Arkansas used only the corners of her mouth to speak, we decided to ask an expert for a new segment of the podcast called Ask an Expert. Today's guest is Professor Byron Willingham from the Institute of Fractured Facial Feature Fact-Finding. The professor had not watched the State of the Union nor the rebuttal, so I sent a clip of the performance where her mouth floats around in her face like a turd in a hot tub, and every time you try to contain the turd to remove it, first with some Tupperware and then with a butterfly net, the turd continues to evade your grasp, floating to a different region of the hot tub. Professor Willingham provided the following insight during a pre-recorded conversation we had. Hello, thanks for taking our question. You are very welcome. That's an interesting accent, I can't quite place it. Where I come from, we don't ask where I come from. Understood. So, can you explain why the Ms. Huckabee Sanders only speaks out of the corner of her mouth? People who are attempting to sane untrue things, while at the same time concealing other truths, will sometimes speak in this manner. It is very similar to when we are eating fish, and we find there is a bone within the mass of digestible food we are masticating. We try to separate within our mouths the nutritious content from the choke hazard, but what the governor is doing is this in reverse, trying to extricate the untruths she employs to justify her political platform while withholding other information. But of course, in this instance, it is not the swallowing that is the choke hazard. It is that she is trying to keep certain things inside while coughing up the noxious pronouncements she makes to the camera. Her mouth is twisted and shifting its location within the ocean of her face, not because she is afraid of telling a lie, but because she is afraid that if she opens her mouth more fully, the truth might spill out in its full and unfiltered form. The truth being that she hates that she hates fully with the force of a thousand lumbering walruses, that she hates herself, which makes her hate even more everyone else, and that she wishes her misery on the entire world, blaming us for her misery, hoping that by unleashing her hate on all but herself, it will make her feel better, which it won't. Thank you very much, Doctor, for this helpful analysis. Is is there any other possible way to interpret the pinched shape of her mouth when she speaks? No, there is not. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. Don't thank me. Thank science. Also, I am not technically speaking a doctor. Well, there you have it. Thanks for listening. If you have questions for an expert, feel free to send them our way by visiting the author's website at thejasonporter.com. Reproduction of all stories is strictly prohibited without express permission from the author.